I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Matt. Hello, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Um, for the oh. visual... Uh, for Oh, no. Was it already cutting off? <laughs> it just made a... <laughs> it, oh, made, no. it made a noise. <laughs> That's nah, all right. We're all right. We're all right. It's all good. So I'm I'm in my shed. So I'm I'm literally testing out the bandwidth. This might be a risky episode to uh, do Spider Man Homecoming on, but I'm testing out my bandwidth. And I'm in my shed, and I'm thinking of doing the pods in here while we're at a time in the hour when my children are still awake. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the way. To, it's the way to go. You just need the dongle. Um, that's the Wi Fi dongle, not not your. Not... I think I'll do. I think I'll get one. I'll get one. Should help, but this is okay though, right? Am I sounding all right? Yes, right you're sounding good. You're looking good. The light, I've got a full is... bars. Well, there you go. And the light is doing favors for your face. It's honestly, mate, thank you're you. looking thirty years younger. That is. Ah, oh, oh, thank you, mate. Inc- you're looking incredible, mate. Um, what <laughs> What did you get up to this weekend, mate? Oh my goodness, it's been. I've been gigging. Been gigging Ooh. with me old covers band. You know, Jam Jar Band. You know, I mentioned it last week. <laughs> Um, what else are we doing? The, pretty much, honestly, literally that. That's my weekend. Oh, we've been talking about She-Hulk as well. That's what we spent our weekend doing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. She-Hulk in the morning on Saturday. I um, I went to Kent to see uh, Sophie's, well, both of our dear friends. And um, so Ellie is um, Sophie's best mate. She's just had a kid. And Ellie's oh. partner is uh, Will, who owns the brewery. This is I will get to the end of this story anytime soon. He, so, yeah, Will, her partner, um, owns the brewery that I had the beer at, the Whitstable oh, yeah, Brewery. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, nice. And he um, he said that he was very pleased uh, with the sound of the can opening on that episode. I mean, it did sound good. It yeah. sounded very pleasing. It was it was it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous beer to have, and it had a gorgeous noise to it. Also, I say that because I'm also eating my dinner. So you're gonna you're gonna get ASMR <laughs> Got of me indigestion already, mate. Delicate, yeah, indigestion. You know, there might be a bit of gas later on, and it's yeah, it's everything. We're gonna have a whale of a time as we explore Spider Man Homecoming. Here we go, Spider. I can't believe we're here. I can't uh, believe we're at this point. 
in phase three where we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Sony have given Marvel Spider-Man. It's weird. Like, so this what I remember this being a real moment when I first watched it. It was the first real collaboration that Sony and Disney have put together. Like, in even that beginning bit, you see the Sony logo, Columbia logo. You get yeah. the first kind of intro, the prologue, effectively, and then it goes to the Marvel Studios you know, ident. It's amazing with the Spider-Man music. Yes, with the classic music. It's classic. What an intro. And it, and it was, um, yeah, it is it's amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, it uh, isn't without its issues. But... It's got a few issues. I think that's, that's fair to say. It's definitely got a few issues. I think there's all kinds of things that I think they were teething through. I think mm. in terms of a first film of the trilogy, the Homecoming trilogy. Um, but I remember just being super, super stoked when it first came out and just just having this kind of collaboration. This felt like a real kind of multiversal across the studios kind of connecting. And mm. it, it meant something. I think it meant something to the fans, this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. I am um, going to go straight in. Uh, the film footage beginning to it, uh, well, I, I know, strictly speaking, that's not really the beginning of it. We do see tombs, uh, the Avengers headquarters. We get the aftermath of New York yep. uh, and the debris from that. Yep. Then then we it's quite good because they use this film to very much link the other films up. And, and you know that we're headed to Avengers Infinity War territory here. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I like the uh, after do do do. Um, we go into uh, kind of filmed footage. So Spider-Man's foot or Peter Parker's filming this footage. Um, I would have liked it, and it kind of alluded to it when they were in the car. I thought it was going to end with an attack on the car, when we were going to see that in like documentary form. Oh, cool! And that would have been re- that would have been like Cloverfield esque, like found footage. Like esque, mm. uh, and it, but it doesn't. It kind of it's so like anticlimactic because it it just kind of finishes, and then you go straight you know, like him and him and uh, Tony Stark are chatting, and I'm like, why? What you know? What, what yeah, was the point? Yeah, it kind of, of that? pull it pulls out. Doesn't it? Don't you really get much of a payoff from it? I did. I mean, I really liked that bit where it's kind of a really candid documentary style teenage like media studies kind of submission for a module. He's probably been asked to do something to submit. I know, and he's got. Yeah, I'm gonna do this really cool thing. I don't know, maybe not, because he wants to keep anonymity. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really liked it. I, what I really love is that you really are engaged on this kind of true, youthful version of Spider-Man. Mm. Um, I think Tom Holland does an incredibly accurate depiction on kind of just getting this high school student and just getting a, an understanding of actually he is a kid he is just a kid with superpowers in a suit and they play that tone really nicely throughout i think um and but for me like see this thing see i'm of the generation of toby Maguire, right so toby Maguire and like andrew garfield as well especially are kind of like my spider-men effectively and i particularly yeah. i think i'll always i'll always have kind of a closeness with andrew garfield's kind of uh, depiction even though yes it was still kind of at like high school you just kind of he had a, a more mature edge to the character i think yeah um much as yeah. toby Maguire did as well but this was a, a quite a new refreshing 
uh, film blockbuster version, I thought. Um, mm. let, before we go any deeper, my friend, I am so desperate, desperate, desperate. I'm, I'm so desperate to listen to this summary. Oh! Yeah, that summary that I... Um, Certainly got ready. Absolutely. Forrest <laughs> is manically typing away. Got ready. He literally, he was, he was eating while I was talking and then noticed that I was about to lead into a summary and his arm stretched right out immediately. <laughs> Whoa, here we go. <laughs> Straight into, oh, oh I've, got a bit, I've got a bit of talking about rotten tomatoes. I've got a bit of tomato stuck in my teeth. Oh, mm. oh mm. delicious. Delicious. Oh, <laughs> it was, mate. That was well, that was trying to hide for a, for tomorrow morning's breakfast. Um, the, <laughs> here's the synopsis. All right. Thrilled by his experience with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns home to live with his Aunt May. Under the watchful eye of mentor Tony Stark, Peter starts to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. He also tries to return to his normal daily routine, distracted by thoughts of proving himself to be more than just a friendly neighbourhood superhero. Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the evil vulture emerges to threaten everything that he holds dear. Good. I, I you know, <clears throat> what are your first impressions on Vulture, by the way? Uh, uh, I mean, Vulture... It's it's the same way as the abomination, right? Vulture, who is mostly known as Tombs. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, he is, For this yeah. whole film. So, um, my view of it was, so I put on my notes. Not really sure what his motive is during the whole of this film. So, at the beginning of the film, there were you know their work ceases because uh, Tony Stark basically wants to go through all of all of what. The wreckage himself, right? Wants to mm. clean the wreckage himself. So they, they they lose they lose jobs. He's not happy about that. But then for the rest of the, what what is his motive for killing a teenage boy? Exactly. And what is his motive for recklessly using alien weapon? He, he's saving his family. He's got a very he, he loves his daughter and his and his wife. And there is absolutely no clue as to why he would be supervillain. He's, he's not a bad guy. No, he's got no he's not reason an to be. So what? So what? So why is he trying to kill a run like someone he's literally just met, and also wreaking havoc? He's got no reason to do that. Like someone like the Joker has absolutely got a reason to be the you know um, the the villain of the base. Yeah, um, I think that this weird. is kind of like my my main gripe. Effectively, mm. is the the fact that we had this villain where I don't think we needed it. Again, it's one of those movies similar to Iron Man 2. We we didn't need it. I think I'd much prefer just telling the story, for, especially for the first movie, of just a high school student who has superpowers. Yeah. Just doing neighbourly things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having kind of just a high school relationship with, with his friends and Ned finding out, maybe Liz finds out and all that kind of stuff. And that lives, live, live, Liz, live. Live, it's live, isn't it? Live. So like she she finds out and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, Liz. Sorry, I got Liz Truss in my head oh. <laughs> too much at the moment. <laughs> it's, just, it's upsetting me. Um, <laughs> could you imagine Liz Truss being 
being Liv in this film. Right. By wow. the way, I've got a right to it is Liz. <laughs> It is, is it? <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, a shame. Laura Harrier plays Liz, mate. Yeah. Oh Jesus! And I'm just going to say that all the time and think it's the the wrong Liz. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, maybe that's maybe that's what we needed in terms of that first yeah, movie. Just no, no, no villain. Um, because also all of it would have made sense still because he would have been reckless w- when saving his friends from the um, from the lift uh, with with. Um, Oh my god, he's got the bomb, and he his mate, his best mate's got the bomb, Ned. Yeah, um, and uh, he saves them, causes a bit of a scene. So I, so Tony Stark, I'm getting at, still has a reason to take him off the course and be a little bit worried about him. So at no point does this villain ever need to be there. Absolutely, like, and yeah, as you say, there's there's a moment when Tombs he kind of has a conversation with one of his henchmen. And he didn't do what he said. And he basically was like, look, do you want me to tell your wife what you're doing? And then he grabs that weapon and he accidentally incinerates him. And he yeah. goes, hey, I thought this was an anti-gravity gun. And he was like, no, it's the wrong one. That's the anti-gravity gun. So he never had, he never has intention to kill. No. So in that moment right there, and it must have been John Watts's, you know, who directed the movie. It must be, it must have been the intention. But yeah, yeah. at that moment you go, well, oh, oh, okay. So he's not much of a villain. He's just a dad doing... Doing a, you know, doing something that he thinks he can only do to protect and serve his family. Mm. Then it humanizes the character. It doesn't make him hateful. You don't find him as much of an antagonist. But then, even more so, then it's less reason for him to be a villain. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't want to kill Peter Parker at any point. Yeah, he's a what? vigilante, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Uh, very. Yeah. Very. Very bizarre use of a villain in this film, for sure. Um... Yeah, just I wasn't. Yeah, wasn't really keen on that part of it at all. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe as a little pitch here, the mm. second one. I mean, just taking away the fact they went to Europe in the second one, but maybe they just did less, stayed at home, you know, New York with this. Mm. But the second film was very much focusing on the high school students. Yeah, with a, with a villain yeah. involved. But this this first movie maybe should have came second. Where yeah. you where you tap into the vigilante, and then obviously Spider Man becomes effectively is a vigilante as well, and he's seen as a vigilante by the Daily Bugle, and that gets evolved from there. So you could probably start threading that story with Vulture and Spider Man. Because and the other thing, so we just recently watched Dark Knight, didn't we? And and one of the scenes, so very early on, um, Tombs or well, Tombs isn't there, but his thugs are, and they're in that shop, aren't they? Right. And they're dressed, they've got uh, Avengers masks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't that remind you of The Dark Knight where there's other Batmans, you know, around? Yeah. And and that, that really reminded me of that scene. Um, and then, like you say, with, with the case being that... Um, uh, vigilante, yeah, vigilante is, it, is actually... that That's perfect. It's like, this is a world in which the Avengers exist mm. um, and that people are, you know, are using that for crime or I'm sure there'd be like some reckless people who would try it, like think they've made the uh, alternative Iron Man costume and then die from yeah. it or cause all kinds <laughs> yeah. of shit from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, also it, another thing that was a bit too Batman 
esque for me was so all of these a all of these weapons are just lying around the world like or or, or this small area that this film is in right there's mm. just all these all these weapons that, are, that can cause like a whole building to just be ripped into or a whole boat to be ripped into and i'm like they're just laying around so i'm like it would turn into gotham because you just have absolute idiots using them left, right, and centre, mm. and I, I just don't—I didn't know—I don't really know what I feel like about that as a plot device either. That actually, that wouldn't be allowed to happen. Like she, like for example, Shield wouldn't allow it to happen, right? It would have been well closely guarded. All of that. I think so. it's it, it opens up something brand new, doesn't it? The kind of collateral damage. The uh, what the the the, the cleanup team damage damage control, mm. and you know this whole new department that's been funded by Tony Stark. You know the I think there is something I would have been liked to have seen as a plot device playing more into that the fact that Tony Stark has bought a cleanup operation team mm. to pick up all of that tech and for it to be confiscated for them to use it. But there is yeah, something yeah. ironic about that, and it is I think it is mentioned in a line at the beginning, the first part of the movie. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen that. I like I like the concept of the cleanup guys and collecting all of this kind of gear and all of this stuff for them to use, either for the better or for the worse. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really explored, and I think maybe they kind of they kind of missed a step there a little bit there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, hundred percent. The um, I think what I love about this um is the comedy like oh, they yeah. did the comedy in this film is chef's kiss it it's is so good is and um you've got i put golf course was hilarious and i've just remember what bit that is yeah he can't shoot any and it's genius as well like you don't, you don't think about that like i didn't no. think that like, and of watching it back i completely forgot that that happened but of course, yeah, there's nothing for him to hang off because it's just open. <laughs> like, I just, I just love that. Like those Stacks little details, mm. and it's, and like it feels like because Marvel haven't had access to Spider Man up to this yeah, point. Yeah. It's like all these little things that they've just couldn't wait to like get in a film or. But there's just, especially in that bit. I think it's just a little bit before, a couple of shots before, where he kind of cranes up and stands in front of the United States flag, and it's very um. Uh, reminiscent of Spider-Man through Tobey Maguire, where he kind of like hands on the pole, and it's like, "Oh my God, I'm American, patriotism," you know. <laughs> and he kind of yeah. does that, and then there's this just random bystander that just shouts at him, goes, "Hey, you, are you Spider Boy? It's Spider Man, do a backflip!" <laughs> and he just does a backflip. It's great, and it, I think there's there's really charming moments. I like, I really like in that moment as well, where he uh, thinks some guy is burgling that, uh, jacking that car. And then he kind of takes him out, and he goes, "I own this car." And then you have, and the car alarm goes off, and there's loads of people just having to go at Spider Man. And then that's where Stan Lee comes in for his cameo. Stan, which I thought actually, I didn't rate that cameo. I thought Stan nah. Lee would have an incredible for the for a Spider Man movie. Surely Stan Lee should have a shit hot cameo in this film. Should have been Uncle Ben. They should have done a flashback scene and he could have been Uncle Ben. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, that would have been that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been I so love good. that. 
Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, and my, but my my favourite piece of comedy in this, hands down, my, and it's one of my favourite ever Marvel pieces of comedy. He's um, you've got, um, uh, you've got Spy, you've got Spider Man. Uh, and you've also got Happy, yeah, it's a, mm. uh, yeah, Happy's in the room as well. So Happy and Spider Man in the bathroom, and then they're talking right towards the end of the film, and then they just have to wait whilst this kid uses like the sink comes out of the toilet. Do you remember? <laughs> That's at the end, it, yeah, at the end of the movie. Oh my god! And it, it just made me absolutely crease up. Like I, that kind of comedy makes me piss myself, and I just love There's like some, you have just, to sit through it. <laughs> it's like you say, like again, it just. This movie brings such a human touch, doesn't it, mm. to Spider-Man? Like, what would life be like if Spider-Man lived in our world? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what John Watts just absolutely knows. There's so much... Like, there's physical timing in comedy. There's written lines in terms of timing and comedy as well. There's loads of punch lines. There's loads of, oh, my God, I didn't realise Spider-Man couldn't do that. That's hilarious. You know, that's all kind of, Him learning about how to use all of his other web, you know, web shooters as well. When he gets an upgrade on his... You know, stuff he has like 750 different types of web shooting devices. And he's like, what? Yeah. What am I meant to do with that? You know, all that kind of information that you don't, you know, you know when you think of Spider-Man, you think he knows all this, he's all this tech and all this gear, but he's learning about it too. So you're, you're still with him on a journey of, of origin, but just you're not starting right at the beginning, which yeah. is good. That's refreshing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. The, um, Think the they muddy the waters a little bit. I feel with um Spy, uh, Spider Man suit having that many abilities, I'm, I'm yeah. a bit like so Spider Man could essentially do anything with that. Like the suit is almost too powerful for one superhero. At that, do you point. think it's too? Do you think it's too powerful too soon? Uh, yeah, def- definitely far too soon. But also, um. Just yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I think too soon, but, but yeah, also generally though as well. It's like actually, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like they needed to hamper that because mm. essentially Spider Man is Spidey senses slinging something, and also later in the films, like that's the case yeah, yeah. as well. You know, like Spider Man's not in suddenly indestructible or has like two. What she says, I think, um, she says like he's got over two hundred abilities or something. Yeah, and I'm like, it's, 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 he names yeah. her Karen, doesn't he? Oh yeah, Karen. I does see, she yeah. does she return at any given point? I don't think so. So and it, and it's almost like they knew it was too powerful, so they gave they give him a regular suit by the end, hmm. pretty much. So I, I mean, I, I know it's weird. it's meant to emulate Iron Man in a way, isn't it? Like yeah. there is, there's, it's, yeah. and, and there's a whole reason behind that with Tony Stark kind of using him as his protege and all that kind of stuff, which is fine, which is another thread. But I, yeah, like you, I think it's just kind of the suit that he gets is far too advanced for him. But you see the struggles that he's having within that. He's going, oh my God, there's so much more that I can do within this suit. But yeah. it, maybe that there should have been a step in between, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, I don't know. Potentially, he. Um, but it, it it was great, and I, I like the. Um, and then you have the other gag about you know the one. Um, uh, I don't know. It's like um, death mode or something. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Shot and his eyes go red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's, that's cool. And I love the eyes. I love the the, the robot like the robotic eyes and yeah, actually his eyes. Quite that's cool. great. In terms of the touch of the suit, that's brilliant. A brilliant mm. touch within the suit. I think actually in terms of the design of the Spider Man suit, that is my favourite one. Yeah. By far. But it seems it's really interesting how it works for Tom Holland. Like you couldn't see Andrew Garfield or Tommy McGuire in that suit. No, no. Do you know no. what I mean? It's there's something um, whoever designed that suit, actually, I don't know who designed the suit, but whoever did it, did it so perfectly. It looks like a Disney one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's got it's got the gadgets. It's got the merch. Do you know what mm. I mean? You can you know it's going to sell web shooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, stuff like that. But then you look at the Andrew Garfield one, it's quite punky. Mm. You know, he skateboards, doesn't he? And he does all this kind of you know, quite punky stuff. So there's a punk element within Andrew Garfield's and Tobey Maguire is just kind of more traditional, more kind of early 2000s as well. You've got that kind of feel of the kind of metallic kind of webs in his yeah, suit yeah. as well. And that kind of reminisces for me in terms of like the George Clooney Batman stuff. Like that suit's like you've got, you've got that kind of early 2000s feel for it. Mm. I don't know. It's just really clever. I think it's so flipping clever. You could spend absolutely hours delving deep into it but i feel like they they absolutely nail the yeah. suits yeah i mean yeah, that yeah. iron the iron suit that tony stark reveals at the end of the movie it, oh, that is such a good a good spider-man suit it's amazing yeah. i yeah. i uh so I, I i play on the um spider-man game have you played it on ps4 Sp- yeah, yeah 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 i play spider-man yeah it is so good if all right so dear listen if you have not played it and you like spider-man play it because it is actually a genuinely great story as well mm. but you you get all the like i think you get like 50 plus different spider-man suits that are yeah, reminiscent yeah, yeah. of all the other kind of versions of spider-man out there um and you get the iron sp- suit as well and I, i'm always wearing that one that's my favorite <laughs> You see, well, thing with uh, the only gripe I had with Spider-Man game uh, was the lack of uh, open world in it. Like, as mm. in, it is open world. Like, you can jump about it, but interact with open world. Like, mm. I'd like to like run into shops and like yeah. have NPCs reacting a lot more. And it was and it all like the combat. But I think that's naturally with superhero games is sometimes the combat buttons can feel a little bit repetitive. Where it's yeah. like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smash triangle until I get somewhere, or um, which I think is a superhero issue. But um, yeah, I mean it, the look of it, the look of the game is insane. It's great. So good, such a good game, but yeah, um, I think I think in terms of coming back to the movie, there's talking about favorite moments. Yeah. Um, one of my particular favorite moment is the reveal of Ned finding out that oh my god, yeah, Peter Parker is Spider Man. <laughs> and, and I think just kind of going back to it, I think Ned, in the inclusion of Ned in this trilogy is oh, it's amazing, brilliant. It is so good. Again, it's that human kind of touch. It's that I, you know, what if your best mate was Spider Man? What can if I, your best mate was Peter Parker? Can I also give a shout out to Jacob Battlelong who plays Ned? Yeah, and he's I incredible. He's great. And what a great character. And what a great actor. And he comes from no. He comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, mm. who was this guy before he played Ned? <laughs> yeah, 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 like so good. Absolutely, it's, it's just brilliant casting. And then, you know, you, you kind of go, okay, here's his best friend. We probably will see him every now and then, placed in high school, and we'll see him in high school scenes, and that'll be it. Mm. But no, you pan round, and he comes to his, uh, you know, Aunt May's house, 
to build the Lego Death Star. And again, I can't the inclusion of Star Wars and Lego Death Star is brilliant as well. Amazing. Such a good, again, teenage kind of touch to it. But pans around, you see him <laughs> sat on the side of his bed and he drops the Death Star. And you're like, oh my God. You could never see that coming because you just assume that he's going to hold his anonymity for as long as possible until something goes wrong. And then that becomes part of a movie, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. his kind of downfall in the movie. But he immediately finds out so early on. And you're like, oh my God, okay, I'm on board with this. Yeah, I, I noted, I put down a note that I forgot how early Ned finds out. Yeah, it's like, it, is, it is mad. Um, I also love, like, um, I think you kind of alluded to earlier, where they do, like, teenager really well. So, like, yeah. when they're in the party scene and <clears throat> Peter Parker's debating whether to show off as Spider Man or uh, and say, hey, Peter Parker's great, he's a great guy. Um, that was very Trump. Um, but he, uh, he's a great guy. I like, oh, yeah, Trump. He's great, yeah. Peter Parker, yeah, great guy. Oh, it's great, yeah, super. Peter, Peter Parker's great. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and he and he doesn't go through in the end. But um, yeah, I quite just really nice, really nice moment and really really good bit. I um, Ultron's mark, Ultron's face. Hello. Where? Hello. Ultron. Hello. Did you? Were you just pausing? Or? I'm back. You're back. Oh no, no, I was just. I'm oh. back. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I, I think you, you paused on me a little bit, but I think that might be my oh. internet connection. What are you saying about Ultron's face? Ultron, the mask of uh, Ultron. You're oh, looking like vultures. No, you don't see it. Wait, <gasps> no, I missed that. Oh my God, Matt Jusen. I missed that completely. So Spider-Man picks up Ultron's, like the mask of Ultron, the face of Ultron, and it's a working Ultron. And he puts it on the floor. It's in the scene where he's in the bunker and he's going through the bag with loads of, like, alien weapons. What? I didn't even notice. I literally watched the movie about an hour ago. Google it now, mate. Put in uh, Ultron Spider-Man. I'll, I'll do it later, not and you get out of fear of my Wi-Fi, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, he's got a fact. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll show it to you. Let me, let me, let me show you. Yeah. Call, boy. That's um, amazing. I've, mate, I thought you'd be all over that. Like a I completely forgot about that. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed you spotted that. <laughs> I know. It, it tends to be your... Uh, right, here you go. Yeah, look, uh, I can't show that. Yeah, sorry, mate. Right, here you go. This will be it's loading in Reddit. That's going to be a lot easier to view. There we go. Shut up! Yeah, that is, isn't it? Yeah, that's mad. I don't. I didn't even notice that. I know. So he's got Ultron. Yeah, Ultron's fate, and it's a working Ultron and everything. That's cool. So, How um, the hell did they get that? Who knows? He dies on in the middle of nowhere, doesn't he? He does, but gets him. They're, but they're alluding to the fact that Tony makes loads of copies of different things. Than oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a working ultra. It's a working Ultron, but it's not the Ultron that we. He was going to make a like the in Multiverse Madness. There was a bunch of Ultrons, wasn't there? Yeah. They used the Ultron project. So in they yeah yeah. So he must have made loads and decommissioned them. And then it's used. And I can't. I was actually like I saw it on the screen. I was like. <gasps> 
my god. That's so cool. Hark back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Yeah. Um, another another big thing that I really enjoyed in terms of the movie um, is um, Tony Stark. Is Tony yeah. Stark himself? I think I really enjoyed his inclusion into the movie. I think in terms of him, he, and this is the thing: he wasn't overwhelmingly in the movie. No, no, they, no, no. they managed just to right. just, just honestly, just right. I think if they probably put him in a little bit longer, that would have. If say, for instance, if they put him in the final battle, I would have been mm-hmm. like, oh no, don't do that. He doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah. But they managed to kind of have this kind of like fatherly, paternal kind of like edge to it. And yeah, and it, and also I like Robert Downey Jr. Also looks like he's he's loving life in this film as well. Yeah, like I I, I don't know what it, I I think he, I think Robert likes acting with Tom Holland anyway, and I think that's mm. quite clear to see in future and past films. Mm. Um, but he, he just I don't know. There's just an air of like you can, I don't know. He smiles a lot more in this film anyway. Uh, yeah. He's a lot more like lot le- like the cocky na- nature is not there and um, yeah and it just f- it feels like I don't know did you see that or is that just yeah a, I know I get that I get that hundred percent like he just more... I, he's he's um, maybe for me he's too clean mm. do you know what I mean like he's he's well he's well kept he's well groomed and it's kind of like okay hang on you've just been through Ultron yeah you've yeah, been yeah. through the Sokovia you've been through Civil War. You you don't look like you're affected by that yet, no. and yet and, and yet we had yeah we had uh, the second Iron Man film where he's like utterly you know and he's like PTSD like and yeah. it, you you get you just get you just get this kind of like well well to do well well mannered and well put together Tony Stark it might have just been kind of just a simple kind of like he didn't as an actor maybe didn't think about that or maybe they just wanted to take it a different direction mm. i would have thought we probably would have seen a little bit more of a kind of um aftermath from civil war yeah um yeah. because i mean let's be honest that's such an intense movie you know, all that happening with captain america and all that kind of stuff that probably should have been kind of mentioned i don't know i mean mm. it's kind of it's kind of hinted in the fact that they're selling avengers tower like yeah. that is that is a clear kind of you know okay this is all 
going to pot. We're we're, we're moving our yeah, facility, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, maybe it was just a bit too clean. And also mm. talking about you know superheroes' hair, he has he's like dyed his hair light brown. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really weird. Yeah, we'll have, we're, we've got to do hair watch for the next next Tony Stark moment. Absolutely. Has he got a match in? <laughs> when we do our superhero awards, oh, who has the best hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. The best hair awards. Classic. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Um, yeah, but yeah, Tony, uh, Robert Jr. Fantastic as Tony in this. Um, what else in Manuri Not Not? Never. Never been accurate that Ned and Tom Holland's ah yes, it's not accurate, and we had the same issue. I'm trying to think when it was. Oh, I've got a feeling it was all the way back in the Incredible Hulk. We were talking about so I basically said it's not realistic that Tom Holland would ever have been uh, othered an outsider at school. Yeah, it, 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 it does hand on that. Doesn't make sense to me that so, that that Peter Parker, Tom Holland, or Peter Parker would be wouldn't be part of the you know the cocky lads in the playground, right? But he's he's not right. He's the one that no. like people are taking the piss out of, and he's not outwardly bullied. Like in, I mean, he is. They say bad comments about him, but we don't. Like, he's never in a fight and all that stuff. No. But I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get when he's paired with Ned. Fair, maybe. I just don't really believe that. I think Pete. I think Tom Holland. Tom Holland can't play that. Needs to be someone a little bit more down and out. What do you? He's too cool to. Yeah, far too cool. He wouldn't. Why? He's. He'd be the cool kid in the class, right? I mean, he's an absolute nerd. Yeah, he's not, a, he's not an absolute nerd, though. Because he's going to the parties and he's in, you know, involved in the scene. He's not like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay home and not take part in this. I feel like he, I mean, I think you're, I think you're touching on something that I quite enjoy. It's the fact that they don't go, oh, Peter Carpenter's an absolute scientific nerd and he's going to get physically bullied all the time. <laughs> Like and that's what they do in Tobey Maguire's movie. It's a very mm. kind of you know comic book kind of you know generalized yeah. you know view on high school you know stuff. But like the only thing that happened to Peter Parker is that he's verbally abused by another nerd. Yeah, yeah, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah, quite, yeah. I quite like that. I I quite like the fact that they he has a friend. He has his one friend. He's really content with that. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you know, we don't need to see Peter Parker being physically bullied because there's no, there's no point. There's literally no point. You, and also, you know, I think, but, but yeah, but like I say he wouldn't be though. Tom no. Holland's Tom Holland, right? Take away the character, the actor there, right? Yeah, no, take away the character, Robert. You are, you are casting happens because you are partly that part, right? Or you resemble that part. Yeah. I do not believe in a in any world in which Tom Holland would ever have oh, gone no. to college or school, and anyone would have said anything but "Look at that dude! He's <laughs> hanging out with the hardcore kids." I, I, I do not. I don't believe like 
There's nothing to the character. Okay, he's a little bit nerdy, but he's like I say, he's not. He doesn't segregate himself from the group. No, he disappears randomly on nights out. I can, I, I can appreciate that, um, but that's you know a little bit far fetched. He wouldn't. Why would he run away from the prom? Right. Mm. I mean, unless <clears throat> unless you can fucking work out that he's Spider Man. I mean, <laughs> which everybody. One? I yeah. think you pretty much would work it out yourself, wouldn't where's, you? Where's Peter going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Every, every time, every time, you know, we, every time Matt comes out, he's always with us for 10 minutes, he disappears, and just by chance, an hour later on the news, Spider-Man's got up to shit. It's happened 10 times in a row, but I'm reassured there's no coincidence about that whatsoever. He keeps disappearing. It's so weird. It's very bizarre. He, you know, it was it was his birthday and he ran, he ran off. <laughs> we all got left for the <laughs> <laughs> He left his wedding. Um, but yeah, so... He, uh, oh, yeah, I, 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 get, I, I get it, I get it. I mean... I get it, but I refuse. To I, think, it. I think it's that's just a casting thing. I think they very much... Yeah casted somebody who's who would naturally if you see them they'd go well he looks quite sporty yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but Um, i think that's what i mean that's what i mean i think i would have preferred mm. i think i mean in the (laughs) it never happened but imagine if ned was spider-man i mean in that some in the somewhere in the in the multiverse that's happened that is i'm i'm here for that though Give yeah. give me a bigger 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 person in general, bigging up the old superheroes. I'd love to see that. That'd and be if, awesome. And he also alludes, uh, not alludes to being Spider Man, but he he wants to be in the in the suit from them from. And it, what I like is they don't make a fat joke out of that either. No, because they, they could have quite easily gone like, "Oh, come on, mate, you're not going to fit." Like he literally that, says yeah. nothing about it. He just he just goes, "Can I try it on?" And it's uh, it's just like ignored or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I would fucking love, <laughs> love. I'd love Ned to have a uh, for, I'd love Spider Man to have a tummy. That would be amazing. That'd Here comes Spider Man. He's not athletic, but there he goes. He's trying. <laughs> he just comes down from a roof. <gasps> Get out! Yeah. He's he's gone again. He's gone. He, he never captures the person, but he always tries his hardest. <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's what I want in life. I, Deadpool. <clears throat> they could do that with Deadpool. <clears throat> I mean, they did it with Thor, and then it all just got very oh, controversial, didn't it? Yeah, but they but they but they also made it like a fucking full on gag about the weight. They did, didn't they? Like you do it. And it, well, and also he was like top. It was like proper showing it off and it. Like, yeah. I was like, that's too far the other way. Don't make a gag out of it. It's just generally quite. It's just generally hilarious. It could have happened because that Spider-Man suit was all kind of like fit to size situation, didn't you? Because when you get down the alleyway with Peter Parker, he kind of presses the spider and it fits him. Yeah. To how he so he, he probably Ned probably could have got it on. To be fair, I actually talking about that moment. That moment really reminds me of Back to the Future 2 um, in where the jacket that Maya McFly puts on when he's in the future, he presses it and it fits to size. And I don't know whether that's a nod to Back to the Future 2 or not. Dear listener, if you are listening and you know the answer to that, do let me know because I'm genuinely interested. Because there was lots of stuff going around around that time as well with Tom Holland playing Maya McFly in a remake Back uh, to the Future, and I don't know whether that was just a nod to it or not. Um, yeah. But it, you, you it, saw yeah. the hoverboard came out before the Ultron mask, though. Did you see that? 
you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. I just for a, for a split second. A... <laughs> I wish you could have seen your own face. For a, like a millisecond, I went. You're joking. No. <laughs> what? And I missed that. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, that was that was cruel. That was oh, cruel, that Forrest. Was, that was damn cruel. Damn cruel. Um, yeah, I, I think in terms of just going back to the relationship of Ned and, and Peter Parker, I think yeah. it's great. I love it and I still love it. And, you know, I think it's something that I really hope they don't go down a route of Ned becoming a villain as it was kind of hinted in the third movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I really hope they don't. I really, I just really hope they keep this kind of strong friendship, um, mm. but, you know, throughout even when they get into the fourth movie, whatever the fourth movie will be. Will there know, be a fourth movie? I think so. I think well, there will. I don't think there. I don't. I don't reckon Sony's going to allow it though. That's the issue, yeah. isn't it? It's all licensing. That's why otherwise we'd have, well, mm. we wouldn't it's, have had. It's going now, off in a bit of a tangent now, now, isn't it? Because we've got the we've got the other into the Spider Verse movie. Yeah. Excuse me, we've got Madam Web, haven't we? Uh, that's coming out as a Sony solo yeah. project. Um, Sony put Venom, the put yeah. a bit of Venom in it, in yeah. the world as well. And in, and actually in Madam Web, there's been a still of somebody looking like they're doing a Spider-Man kind of position on top of a van. Um, uh, and people were thinking there might be a recast or another another introduction to a different variant Spider-Man. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I mean, could, if... yeah got more than one spider-man at the same time it's gonna be you're getting into dangerous territory and we're in yeah it is a little bit um but yeah I, yeah i don't know if we're gonna get another tom tom Holland. Oh, i hope we do i, I really, really hope, hope we, we do. do um but you know let's be let's be honest we've not, <coughs> not been very lucky when it comes to any more than three spider-man films of the same spider-man have we let's no I, and this is the thing like the homecoming trilogy is is brilliant and I think in terms of a first movie for Spider-Man with this one, it does everything you need out of a first movie. It introduces the character brilliantly. It's comedic. Um, you know, there's really great characters, great B characters as well. There, in terms of another gripe for me, there was just, I think there was pacing issues for me. And I'm interested to know if you felt the same thing. I thought the movie was too long. And I thought that there were too many um, sequences of threat with civilians. And you're going to laugh because no. that's a little gripe of mine anyway. But yeah. ge genuinely, I thought there was just too many kind of like the the, the uh, ship moment. Uh, there was a, God, there was the, the um, monument moment as well beforehand. There was, you know, all kinds of kind of sequences where it felt like the stakes were a little bit too high mm. and then when it came to the fight scenes with you know tombs gang yeah yeah I, I wasn't invested in that i didn't really care about tombs gang so when it came to fighting vulture at the end i just, yeah. I just I, it, as much as i enjoyed the sequence and yeah. especially the moment where um tom holland's kind of under rubble and he's literally crying for help at that moment genuinely makes me be like oh my god poor lad literally mm. it's like you can see the He's just a teenager, and he was. I think he was 19 when he filmed this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so you can see that there's this kind of, you know, kid still within this kind of superhero. Uh, so I really liked that moment, but, like, I just didn't care for the for the final battle. 
But there, therein lies my gripe, though. So my, I, as you know, I love a civilian scene. So the civilian scenes, okay, it was too long of a film, and there was far too much baggage in there that could have gone quite easily. Yeah. Um, but for me, the biggest, or not biggest gripe, but <clears throat> and another gripe was there was well too many times where Spider-Man nearly dies. Or they, yeah, or yeah, yeah. could Spider Man be dead? Or it happens like four times in one movie. Yeah, I'm like, this is absolute overkill for like trapped under the rubble. Then at uh, the end, um, and then there's um, there's another one quite early on, I think. Oh, maybe even the ship or something. Like, this is about yeah, about three or four moments. I'm like, fucking hell, like repeat this often it's like we know he's not going to die so don't there's no there's no point in any of that no like, I, don't, I never like the the rubble one would have been the only one because like you say a you get to see him as a kind of vulnerable teenager and b he gets his whole like t- tony stark um element of you know you know you're not the superhero without the suit and all that stuff so that for me works um and also works because we know what happens in spider-man 3 yeah, yeah. A certain pe- person with rubble and death <laughs> and strife. Um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, I don't. No, not a amount, amount of times they pretend a false kill. I'm like, oh. no. The 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 other final gripe I have with this movie as well are certain visual effects. There, mm. the there's some really obvious moments of a of a kind of green screen blue screen situation. Yeah. Um, where I think there was a scene with Tony Stark where he takes his suit away from him after the ship being saved by Iron Man. They have this scene, and it's so blatantly pasted yeah, of, yeah, a, yeah. of a background, and it's just it just doesn't. You can see the shading <laughs> around mm. Iron Man and Tony Stark in this scene, and also there's a moment in the when they I think they do the they're on a plane with Vulture. Spider Man's on a plane with Vulture. Yeah. Of yeah. the uh, refracted reflected plane whatever it is um and there's this real kind of like visual effects where it's just a bit jolty it doesn't really work um for me uh but like i think uh, maybe it was just a budget thing again you got sony doing it i don't know if that had anything to do with it yeah yeah perhaps yeah yeah sony and the um tell you what music was incredible though oh yeah the music soundtrack is spot on beautiful for this absolutely spot on yeah I think um, they they uh, the music does a really brilliant job of merging all of the last two movies the the two well truly last the first trilogy in the Amazing Spider Man movies like there's something really reminiscent musically in each of them I think it's genius I genuinely think it's genius yeah 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 um Sorry. it was really good. Oh, Forrest did a big cough there. That was a big Woo! cough from there for there us. There you go. Better, I'm better. Um, yeah, no, music really loved. Length, uh, like, uh, you know, always. It was, it's longer than two hours and it's a seriously yeah. good for the whole time. Uh, it was it was a bit long. Um, what, Who's your favourite, like, B character, mate? We haven't done this for a while. <sighs> who's my... Okay, uh, it's got to be... Well, we know who it is. It can only you, be Ned, right? I think it's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be. It's got to. It's got to be Ned. Like, is there any any honourable mentions? 
Uh, oh, brand new. Uh, Honourable <laughs> mention uh, would have to go to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow for her outstanding... Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Let me talk to you about... Gwen, 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 are you listening? Okay, Gwen, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this moment because I'm going to go back a little bit. So because the first time we saw Gwen in Iron Man and I spoke to you in our very first podcast, I think about the fact that I really disliked that Gwyneth Paltrow was filmed in a Spider-Man Homecoming at the end and didn't even realise that she was filming it at the time so apparently the 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 story is and i think she said it on an interview once is that when she was filming for spider-man homecoming she thought she was just filming for another avengers movie so that scene that she's in at the end she doesn't know it's spider-man homecoming <laughs> gwen <laughs> come on mate i'll let it slide okay my mind my mind's changed but i'll let that slide but I've got to be honest, Matt. Does it matter? It doesn't matter, and also it's quite—it's it, <laughs> it's it's quite a good scene. moment. Yeah, it's a good little scene. It's a funny little bit where yeah, there's no press conference, is there? And he leaves, yeah. and there's a massive press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gee, um, but um, yeah, no, I th- I think honourable mention. I mean, we have to mention the fact that Donald Glover makes an appearance yes and there's and there's rumors around that as well that he is he there's a deleted scene where he calls somebody and mm. apparently he calls miles morales yeah 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 yeah, yeah which is interesting and that that's the only thing with a, a spider-man 4 or a continuation of this oh we've got to see miles morales is miles morales on sure. the big screen we've got to we've got it's about, to it's about damn time about damn time. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think as we get to the end, um, can I can I do an honourable mention? You go. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, fucking up. You fucking answer hell, your own. Forest. Oh fuck me! You answer your own bloody question, then, Matt. Go on. I was mate. waiting for a return. Did it? <laughs> We were playing tennis, and yet you dropped the ball. You didn't. You didn't give it back, right? I went straight. I went fuck this court. I'm going to the next one. You grabbed the tennis ball and you fucking hoofed it over the net. By <laughs> who's your honourable honourable mention? It's, it's got to be Zendaya for me. Oh, yeah. You almost forget that she's in the movie, and that's and I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing, because no. you you are led along, not knowing. MJ's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole movie up until the end scene where the teacher calls him, calls her Michelle, and then she goes, I'm afraid to be called MJ. And you go, oh. And I remember watching it for the first time going, oh my God, that's MJ. That's brilliant. Mm. And it's such a different take on MJ as well. So I think yeah, that's yeah. definitely an honorable mention. Obviously, she just nails the character. She goes into the next two movies. Um, yeah. Uh, there's another one. It's got to be Aunt May, mate. Oh. I mean, oh. I mean, there's oh, no, so her. I've, what's her name? What is her name? I her name. I'm not going to look it up. Is, I'm going to try. Uh, Marisa Tomei. Oh. Okay, so Marisa and uh, Robert Downey Jr. apparently used to have a relationship, 
in Zuhod Hollywood. Um, and Tony Stark makes a comment, I think, about, about skimp- they? skimpy underwear. Yeah, 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 so I wonder whether that was just a kind of like a, a nod to their previous relationship and stuff. Um, but Aunt May is fantastic in it as well. And it's got to be mentioned straight at the end of the movie. Again, it pans around. He comes out from his bedroom yeah, by yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. And you see her and she goes, what the fuck? And it cuts <laughs> out. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Such a brilliant moment. Yeah. Uh, and end credit sequences. Yeah. What do um, you think? I, I Disappointment all round for me. I thought both, both I'm like... Yeah. The, it's just shit. It's like Tombs uh, is one was like okay, it, it kind of feels like it's going somewhere, and then it's like no, I'm just gonna save Peter Parker's ass and then go and see my family. I'm like, there's been no follow up really to Tombs. And to there? be to be fair, Matt, I'm glad there hasn't because it's it's not like we said it's a non character. He's he's an he's not he's a nice family guy, but then also a weird villain with no motivation. So. It's a bit, but it, it's annoying because they've wasted that actor. Yeah, he's an, he's an incredible actor, and they've they've wasted the actor on a on a pretty shit part. I'll be honest. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he does he does what he can with the, with the script, and he does a, a decent job, I'd say. But that's just not enough. No, no, no. And uh, Michael Keaton, mm. his best part. Jack Frost. Oh. Well, no. 100% no. Jack Frost. No. Jack you're, Frost. You're wrong. Oh, mate, Jack Frost. Oh, God, that movie. He goes, he drives away you're, from the you're family You're absolutely home, wrong. And then he dies on the way. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this is a really, this is a really good poll for Instagram. I'm going to put up a poll of what is Michael Keegan's best role. For me... It's got to be, oh God, oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, now I'm tied. It's between Beetlejuice and Batman. Jack Frost. Oh, Batman. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Beetlejuice or Batman. Yeah. What, was the last, what was the last end credit that we got? Fucking Captain America, mate. Absolute ripoff. Absolute ripoff. And, and the thing is, I remember watching it and it wasn't even funny. I didn't even find it funny. I couldn't even find the humour in it because I was like, "You like, just don't, don't bother." Yeah, you know how you felt in the last episode of She-Hulk. Oh, there is there is a massive yes. delay. By the way, there is a huge delay with the Wi-Fi. Oh, is there? Oh, it's just click back. Say the word. Say Are the we number. Good. Say the number one. Two. One. Three. I I can <laughs> Okay, uh We're on different planets right now. Um uh, <laughs> We are literally on different planets. What do I do? I mean, well we're we're gearing towards the end anyway. So <laughs> Matt is just staring okay, I'm going I'm going to let you leave this next bit. Okay. <laughs> let me know when it might chase up or do something. Um so yes, it Oh, you got thumbs up. No, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So 
This is like literally I'm talking to Matt and he stood in Japan doing an interview for BBC News. Uh, so the... <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was. I remember being in the cinema, and it was. I just didn't find it funny whatsoever. And I feel like it's it's the equivalent of the last episode of She Hulk when they are just mocking their fan base. And I'm like, you really don't make me sit here for fifteen twenty minutes just to watch Captain America say a few words in front of a white screen. It was a waste. <gasps> You're back. Oh, I'm back. He's oh, back. Oh. He's on fire Ooh. again. Ooh. <clears throat> Well, quickly, I'll just ask a question then. How many bags are you going to give this in your quavers? Uh, how many bags in my how many, quavers? How many? <laughs> how many... <laughs> I, should have, I should have stopped talking at the first place. <laughs> how many quavers? Uh, three quarters. I'll give it a good one. It'll be a good one. What about you? Oh, I'm just going to give it just under three quarters. <laughs> All right. Just under. Uh, I'm going to make a competition. <laughs> Actually, no, just under, just 74%. Um, I'm not going to do what you're doing. I'm going to go under, literally just under yours. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Fair, yeah, yeah. I, um, but it's next week. For me, next week is the, is the big week because I have never watched the entirety of the next movie we were about to watch. I don't know what it is. Of course you do. Oh what, my god, my brain. What, what oh, was con- that Man of the Wasp 2? No. What, con- what what controversial film do you absolutely love oh and my I god. haven't even finished? Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, it's uh, Thor Ragnarok, isn't yes. it? Yes. I'm excited because I haven't finished it. <laughs> it's going to be a genuine surprise to me. Do you, do you know what? I'm genuinely scared to watch it again. I really... Because I'm, I think I remember it at a time where I was clearly on a comedy high, and I think I'm going to find issues with it, and I'm going to get upset at the fact that I found issues with it. Oh, so we'll see. I'm going in with a blank canvas. Yeah, blank cat. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the good thing. We can both go in with blank. I think next week's podcast. If this was seven out of ten, next week's going to be ten out of ten podcasts. So uh, um, I am just going to. I mean, it's definitely check. again. It's one of those podcasts we're waiting. You know, we've we've, we've been waiting to do for a long time. Oh, 100 percent. And uh, yeah, so we get Thor Ragnarok, then we get Black Panther, then we get Avengers: Infinity War. So we've got three cool weeks on the way. That's for sure. Infinity War is coming a lot sooner than I thought. Yeah, yeah. It will be on Endgame before you know it, mate. Oh, I'm not ready. And, and in fact, oh, mate, that means and I'm going to do this live because this is the type of entertainment our listeners love. But if we go out on a Wednesday, so Ragnarok, Black Panther, we are going to get to. Here we are. We're getting to Endgame before 2023. Oh my God! Do we do we allow? Okay. Do we, Forrest, this is a, let's do a little meeting right now. Meet, okay, dear listener, just close your ears. Close your ears. Take your earplugs out. Okay, don't, don't listen to this bit, dear listener, because this is a meeting. Okay, Forrest, listen. Shh, listen, come in. Forrest, Forrest. Okay. Hello. Okay, do we, do we have a little mid-season break? Okay. And do something else. And then keep listening. Okay, and we do the, the big one. Yeah, and then we wait for the big one. Maybe we do, we, we do a bit of tension. String them along a little oh, bit, like, you know. That sounds lovely. Maybe, 
Christmas. Infinity, Infinity War. Maybe we'll end with a brand new, brand new different film. Hey, maybe, maybe we should do the Deadpool movies. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> okay, to, okay, listener, you can come yeah, back, listener. Yeah, Sorry, you can, you can listen, back in. We have got an action-packed few weeks for you. Oh, Woo! we do. Can't wait. Can't wait for Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna be finishing the end game so soon, guys. <laughs> oh, so so. Yeah, we're gonna. Oh god, oh, oh, oh. can't wait. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, it's been nice to see you, Matty boy. <sighs> I hope this uh, Wi-Fi situation has worked in the old shed, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Occasionally, it's gonna sound like I'm a BBC news reporter speaking. I'll try. I'll try and improve. I'll try. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll only try and improve, my friend. Oh, fantastic! Brilliant. I've... I've, del- I've delayed again. Well, I've noticed the, that I your have. broadband is absolutely just given up. It knows it's the end, and this is. So uh, I'm. G- <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a five-minute wait. Hi, listener. Wow, that is, it's gone. Right, see, <laughs> see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.